Listen to Vicious Cycle, the only comedy podcast about periods. I am Meg Trowbridge. I'm Meg Hayes. I'm Kate Elson. I'm Kate Elston. I slurred that. <laughs> I'm Kate Elston. Actually, when I was little, there's a video, the, the only video of me that exists when I'm like as a child, like a home video, I'm introducing myself as Kate Elston. So that's kind of that. <laughs> it's just your primal way of saying. We're excited about this episode. You may have seen in the write-up or even in the title, whatever that may be, um, that we got to talk to Rachel Newton, who uh, was the founder of the company Nixit, which makes reusable menstrual discs. Uh, we stand. They sent us some Nixits a while ago. They're I so use cute. one. Um, such cute branding, such a cute company. Love their Instagram. Um, and so for a long time, we've been hoping to have her on a chat about where Nixit came from and, uh, you know, all the various good things behind it, like its eco-friendliness and sexual use. Mm. So we get into it with her. Um, but before we get into that, does anyone have any period updates? Speaking of sexual, Megan, um, I think I'm just going <laughs> to jump right in here. I'm Not period related, but cycle related. Okay. Um, Antiana, Katie, just go ahead and skip forward. Plug I was those ears. Skip so ahead 30 seconds a couple times. <laughs> so horny this weekend. So, so, so horny. Talk about it. It was like. It was like a heat took over my body. <laughs> this is it from like, <laughs> this is this is what happens when you go off birth control. Like you, yeah, are but it's, I've been off. I've been off for like a year, and I don't know if I noticed it as at first. Sure. But holy shit balls! <laughs> I think my libido's name is Veronica with a K, nice. and she uh, was making with two Ks. She was like. trying to make some decisions, and I was like, "We're not going on casual like." corner on craigslist or whatever it's called <laughs> oh god <laughs> casual encounters we, we do like that. just look just you know <laughs> just look you're just, just looking you don't go out on anything. the street and see what you can catch <laughs> you know <laughs> i didn't do any of those things but it was like an overwhelming sense of sexual drive wow it was nuts good for you yeah so you know that was a thing Luckily, I haven't broken this vibrator yet. Fingers crossed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, it was a good day. It was a good day. That's nice. all I can say. I don't have a period or sexual update mm-hmm. um, because mama is on birth control, uh-huh. which suppresses the libido at the moment. But uh friend of the pod, Carl, my husband. <laughs> Heard of him. I-, I showed him. The little snippet that we played on our Instagram of that 1979 <gasps> puberty video, and he remembered watching that with the with the zookeeper. No, that was his yes. video. As soon as I saw, I, I showed it to him. He go, he he said that he in his head was like, oh yeah, the creepy zookeeper. <laughs> oh my god. So, because he's oh not that God. much older than us, but he what he's just older enough to wear that like 1997 video we watched. He would have been too old. What do you want to bet that so many schools adopted the 90s one in the 2000s? Like, every, right, of you course. know, and schools like, think are about so all behind the, on the resources. All the, exactly. And so this was 1979. He probably watched it in the early 90s, late 80s. So it, it checks out. They weren't making them every five years, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so, yeah, he said he remembered that video. I was like, That's wow. That's so crazy. Yeah. That's hilarious. I mean, it's there is some good information in there. Absolutely. 
You're normal. Yeah. Don't have a complex yeah. about your height or your dick size. <laughs> Aside from like the sexy nurse that's like, did you have a wet dream last night? It's <laughs> only normal. Talk about it, stud. <laughs> <laughs> Next, see any updates from you? Uh, I'm in my luteal right now, just rocking out, being, taking it easy. Um, nice. my, I recently had a birthday. And so... And we're now in Virgo season. Welcome every thoughtful cleaning person. I'm not much of a cleaner, but I do like things organized in my own unique way. Um, so for my birthday, uh, Kev got me some acrylic paints. So I played with those this weekend. What a nice yeah. artsy weekend. Meg, remind weekend. me of the, what the luteal phase is. Luteal phase follows uh, ovulation. And got it. it's your winding down. Yeah, building that lining. So... I so I guess this last week what I was like two weeks out from my period and I was cleaning I was like getting shit done mm. I was like I wish I could be like this all the, all time. the time because like yeah. it's not like your dishes can just wait till once a month but right. like sometimes <laughs> right. mine can. do I mean like I definitely <laughs> I definitely pulled out like a wad of like molds from a cup and oh. I was like and in this city this especially rough. like when it's sort of September summer where it's almost humid and that's hot. true. It's Man, yeah, it is hotter. Quick, and you know, fighting mold in a cup is kind of like leaking in your thirties. You're just like, mm. it totally am I an adult? Yeah. Yes. Am I an adult? Yes. How like, am I still I doing this? Should I be allowed I... to even sign this lease on this moment? <laughs> totally. <laughs> Ugh, hate that. Um. So Meg Tro, mm-hmm. before we get into Rachel's interview. I heard that maybe you were going to give us some research about discs because before we talk to the inventor of Nixit, we should probably know a little bit about the product. Yes. Kate, thank you so much. You're welcome. For volleying up that opportunity because I do have just a mini bit of research. Great. Mini bleed. Mini bleed search. Um, One, in prep for this episode, I re-listened to our um, period sex episode from season one. Wow. Ooh. Such a great episode, you guys. Is are we it? So how are we us. sound? How do we sound? Do we sound so much younger and full of hope? And Oh, my God. We just, well, one, we retained information at that time, I think. Everything was still really <laughs> fresh. And we're like, remember two episodes ago, we learned this. And now I'm yes. like, I can't remember what we did last week. What's I a don't vagina? Know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but because in that episode, we mention the flex menstrual disc because right. they sent yes. us some uh, and that is a menstrual disc that you know is similar to Nixit in a way um so anyway, so flex just... flex use single use right yes yeah so they're yeah. disposable mm, interesting so uh Ooh. I remember we called it it looked like a little baby yamaka. yes yeah a little crunchy baby yamaka. and <laughs> that's how I use mine really to this like- day <laughs> The yamaka is really like so helpful to describe so many things. Everyone you know knows what, I mean? what one looks like. Everyone knows the yamaka. Um, Everyone knows the yamaka. Although straight up, if I read it for many years, I was like, Yarmulk. Um, Yarmulke. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so that's cool. Okay. So first up, what is a menstrual disc? A few of you out there may have no idea what we're talking about. Is it from Ultimate Frisbee? <laughs> you can totes bring this to the discourse and like, you know, can you it's froth like, with it? <laughs> yeah, you can 100% froth with this. Uh, you just have a higher handicap, but uh, it's soups fun, dude. Um, so, okay. So there are 
uh, reusable and disposable menstrual discs out there. So like we said, Flex Company makes something called the Soft Disc, which formerly was known as the Soft Cup. And that one's disposable. Uh, And then brands like Nixit, Intamina, and Cora make reusable discs. So um, a lot of people kind of lump menstrual discs and menstrual cups together. And so sometimes a menstrual (laughs) disc... So often when I practice this, I say dick and I, I'm just, it's going to happen and I'm just going to giggle. Menstrual Ooh. discs allow you to have menstrual dick. <laughs> That's, yeah. That's right. Kate, oh, thank you. Oh man, <laughs> let's start calling period sex that. Okay. Menstrual dick. I got some dick. really good menstrual dick this weekend. Ah, uh, na 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 na. <laughs> um, so uh, while menstrual cups are shaped more like a chalice or like a little mini wine glass, a a menstrual disc is shaped more like a disc or a shallow bowl. And uh, the menstrual cup sits in your vaginal canal below your cervix. And so that's why like when you spin, you want to create suction to form a seal so you don't leak because it's already coming into your vaginal canal. So the suction is important. Where a menstrual disc goes further inside you um and i have a new fun vocab word that i don't think we've said before okay so the menstrual cup sits under your cervix in your vaginal canal while the disc goes further back into your vaginal fornix yeah nice i like that face i had that same face when i was like oh what now there's another canal so it's not a canal it's a fornix (laughs) Obviously, and um, <laughs> if you look at a diagram of the, our reproductive system, like a cross um, cross section from like belly button to butt, mm-hmm. you would see the Fam- canal, the, the vaginal belly canal. Button to butt. Mm-hmm. Of course, we're all familiar with it. You would see the canal go up, and then you'd see this kind of area underneath the uterus. And it's just kind of an open, bigger area. And it's called the vaginal fornix. So it's just... I feel like in the past we've called that the cul-de-sac. Yes. It is yes. absolutely the cul-de-sac. God. Yes. Now we have a it's name fornix, for it. It's Fornix Boulevard. But yes. Fornix yeah. Boulevard. It's a Fornix Trail that ends in a yeah, cul-de-sac. Yeah, it's more like a Fornix way. You know what I mean? Uh-huh, a right, yeah. You're talking like... <laughs> that you know, usually has a median. ice cream. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Um, Ben Hughes. So I loved learning another word for our insides. Yeah. So that's where the menstrual disc sits. So it goes past the top of your vaginal canal and hangs out beyond that. So it, but it's like it, um, it's kind of flush against your cervix in a way. Um, so that's why people mention it being good for the sex that makes sense for the disc also i would love to see x-rays of all the incorrect ways we put these things up ourselves like Mm -hmm. if i could get an x-ray of whatever i'm doing Mm. it will really help me out like hey have you ever used a disc i've attempted okay i think my fingers are too short i think we talk about this with rachel we we talked about it with Danielle that your fingers were too short. Oh yeah, mm. but but we talked about me attempting with Rachel. Oh, okay. I I think I might attempt a disc or a cup again, just because day two. I mean, I can't call in sick. I wish I could. Yeah. Like I feel fine on day two. It's just like I need to like carry a bucket around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
mean? like um, Joanne. Like, I need to make money. Baby. How come <laughs> they don't have, like, you know how, like, there's catheters? There should be a catheter for your period. You're, yes, there should. You know the external catheter, if you're to these? They're called stadium buddies. And guys oh, just I've only tuck heard their peen in a little, in like, a condom. condom, and it's attached to a Ugh. baggie. Why don't we have that? Man, if men had periods, there would be so many inventions. <laughs> Agreed. 100%. And we'd all be like, Ugh. I'd rather not. But <laughs> it, it's nice to have the option. Yeah. Um. Okay. So menstrual cups we know because we've discussed and have a cup user here. There's uh, several different folds you can try for insertion to make insertion easier. Um, and with a disc, when you look at it, as a novice, it can be intimidating because the diameter is is big. It's bigger than a silver dollar. It's, it's a yarmulke. It's a yarmulke. Well, baby it's a yarmulke. Baby yarmulke. Yeah. <laughs> Size. Um, but what's nice is that the when you fold a menstrual cup versus when you fold the menstrual disc in half, the girth of the cup is like a little bigger. So like when you fold a menstrual disc, you only have to do it in half and it's like basically a regular tampon yeah girth so so then once you insert it it's pretty easy to then just get your finger at the bottom tip of it and push it all the way in because it's so the reason why it works so well for me because I also have an issue with when you take out because some of the well hold on let me make sure I'm getting all my notes in order Make sure that fornix is that, in the correct. I covered location. the fornix. I can let the fornix go now. <laughs> um, so we don't want to let the fornix go. Of course. <laughs> I mean, it's it's going to be a part of us for always. Um, so, so, right. So folding in half seems to be easier for some people. But some people say that removing a disc is a messier business mm. than removing a menstrual cup. Um, really? We, we've had great stories that are very Jackson Pollock-esque with yeah, removing with the cups. cups. Right. So I think the difference is with because you can pinch the base of the cup, you can kind of sure. manipulate it to stay upright. So if you have skill, you're not splashing it everywhere. With mm. a disc, when you're taking it out, one, you're hooking it with one finger and then you're kind of pulling it. But the open side of it that is like the open end of the bowl will kind of rub against one wall, one side of the mm. vagina. So that can kind of leave some blood and some people then I think have a hard time being careful as they like yank it out. So I can imagine I haven't felt like it was like dangerous and I've gotten blood everywhere. I've done this at hotels with white towels all around me um, and it's totally been fine. Does it hold the same amount as a cup? So it holds about three super tampons worth. Okay. Holy what shit. It, what does a cup hold? I don't know. Yeah. Ow, it's in ounces. So I don't know. That's so a they lot. Oh yeah, because it doesn't have the same like measurement. It's just a big thing. But okay. they say that you most people can wear them for like twelve hours, which I Great. think is similar to what the cup says. Okay. So big feature of the disc is that it's shaped similarly to the contraceptive diaphragm. And so it can be worn during yeah. sex without mm-hmm. either partner noticing. Um and they recommend Definitely not cis men. They're not gonna have it. clueless um and they recommend missionary or from behind as the most effective positions to avoid knocking it around okay um so the reason you can be wear during sex is because it's basically based off of the diaphragm 
So I think it's important when learning about the invention of the menstrual disc, we talk about the invention of the diaphragm because while very few, if any references mention its similarities um, in shape and like design, um, you really can't deny that they are almost identical. The only thing is you can't use the menstrual disc for uh, contraception. It's That's gotcha. not what it's meant for. Um, so I thought we should go a little bit into diaphragm history. Let's do it. Let's I'm so go, fascinated baby. by this. I'm pretty sure this is what my mother used as contraception I, most of her life. I think a lot of people did. Mm-hmm. Um, so diaphragm history. Various cultures have used cervix-shaped devices such as oiled paper cones or lemon halves. Oh! Up there? Up in the fornix? Um, or have made sticky mixtures that include honey or cedar resin to be applied to the cervical opening. So this is like pre-gynecology. So I think yeah. it's just amazing that that people still understood their bodies enough to not to know to how to know knock that the little we hole way back there is where it happens. You know, we haven't wanted this burden for thousands yeah. of yeah. years. We yeah. understood. So I think Legalize that's amazing. That, like, abortion everywhere on the planet. <laughs> for the love. But isn't it amazing <laughs> that like back then cultures figured it out. But now that we have all this information, there's still so many girls who are like, how do I not get pregnant? It's Where so is true. My how does this happen? Like it's yes, kind of amazing. It's so true. It's so, so true. Um, so. God. Okay. Season 11. We're sticking lemon <laughs> wedges. <laughs> Thanks for giving us six what, seasons in advance. To would it would it have the same effect of like, you know, putting lemon in your mouth? Like would your, you would pucker your vagina up? be like, it's hard. You know what I, I mean? I can only imagine because even if you have a little cut in your finger, I, you go, owies. I, yeah. But there's not I mean, a lot of nerve endings in your cervix. Maybe it doesn't feel a thing. You know, don't insert after rough set, like, like insertion. <laughs> so let's skip ahead to the 1800s. In the U.S., Dr. Edward Bliss Foot uh, developed something <laughs> called Bliss Bliss hyphen foot. So no hyphen, but separate. Oh, Bliss okay. space Bliss foot. Okay. foot. Okay. With oh, an separate. E. Yeah. Oh, okay. um, he developed something called the womb veil. Uh, which was a bit of rubber that blocked the cervical opening. It was a little smaller than what the diaphragm became, but it was similar like way of blocking the cervix from getting anything in there. Um, And that was an early precursor to the diaphragm, which first appeared in Germany in the 1880s, developed by gynecologist Wilhelm Messinger. So thanks to uh, reproductive right hero Margaret Sanger, who we know and love on the oh, pod. Oh, yes. Uh, although she was like kind of a eugenicist a right. little bit. Right, yes. Oh, complicated. Shit. Margaret. Yeah. But also Ugh. was like, get the people. Started Planned Parenthood. What yeah. they need. Yeah. Um, she illegally imported diaphragms from Europe in the 1910s, and the diaphragm then became one of the most popular forms of contraception in the U.S. until the 60s. Wow. Um, and that's Did when. Did she sneak them in through her cervix? I don't think she could fit that many in there. As a mule, a drug mule, <laughs> one at a time. <laughs> she's one like, up the front, she's butt, like, one to, up the back, butt. I have to cough and butt. just get them all out. It reminds me of that book about like the guy with fifty hats that's just like selling them off <laughs> his head. Yes, it was much like that. She just was said, "This is my religion. These are my my stack of yarmulkes." Um, but so, yeah, so then in the 60s, the IUD and the pill were made more widely available, and that kind of took over as most 
popular IUD in the in the sixties or was yeah. It? Oh, that, wow. I mean, that's what they that attributed to the because I think the IUD was available and then it had like ups and downs of use. Mm. Um, okay. Oh, because there were some that, bad ones. Yeah. That, yeah. There was one that like right. Caused... that's right. My mom has a really bad story about an early, really bad IUD. Uh, yes. I about that. Which I think we said in our IUD episode. I think we did. Maybe. I wonder. So I shan't if... repeat it. <laughs> Go back to that episode. Do it. Um, Listen. I wonder if the diaphragm was more acceptable because it doesn't change hormones yeah. I, mean, I mean that's why a lot of people use it yeah. yeah and it's I think a good I I don't really know how you'd get one now like you need to get it fitted to you because part of the way it works yeah I don't you're don't supposed go to, to like, Amazon for your diaphragm for the love of God don't even go for like your I don't know but glue you can buy whatever like three dollar menstrual cups on Amazon and I'm just like I don't, don't do it unless it's a prop Yes, and exactly. just call us. Just yeah, call we us. Yeah. We'll so lend many you that we've one. Used as Please, props. yes. Um, they are filthy. Boil them for hours. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so, so that's kind of the mild, short history of the diaphragm. Um, but the discs invention is attributed to someone named Audrey Contente, who filed a patent for Ooh. for it back in 1994 with Audrey. a company. Hey, Audrey, um, with a company called Instead. And so that company was kind of trying to sell it, but they had the same issue as menstrual cups where they were like, oh, you kind of just buy one and then it's done. Mm. Um, so they were struggling with figuring out how to be profitable. Um, mm. And they, I think, were almost nearly defunct. And then um, Flex Company acquired them. And that is what became the soft cup and then the soft Interesting. Disc. So that's, that's kind cool. of the path to how it became more popular. And then... Companies like Nixit and Intamina and Cora were like, let's make them um, reusable. Cool. Love it. Yeah. So Audrey's probably still alive, still hanging out. Yeah. She I looked could at be her- a very important bleeder oh, for a future I be, episode. I, be. I mean, it looked like she did this once and then she had one other patent that was unrelated to anything body reproductive, maybe. But hmm. it was interesting to look at the patent and it was like, uh, a device with which to capture vaginal discharge. And I was like, if for some reason Can't that's better blood. than saying menstrual blood. Like, what? okay. Crazy. Okay, girl. Um, yeah. Okay. So that was my research. Cool. Yeah. Thank you. Okay, cool. Very awesome. So um, this interview with Rachel, um, Rachel Newton of Nixit, she is wonderful. So I wasn't there for this, listeners. I don't know where I was. I was busy. <clears throat> but the Megs got kind of a have chance. have a kid. It's kind of a whole baby, thing. <laughs> whatever. Um, the Megs got a chance to interview her. There is an earthquake halfway through this yes. interview. Uh, Meg Tro was in San Francisco. She was in the Caribbean, right, Meg? Mm-hmm. Meg was in Long Beach. Meg Tro was in San Francisco. So you'll hear. We, we deal with it live. We discuss <laughs> the it. earthquake. We just it's discussed. Yeah. Um, and the way that we actually met Rachel is we oh yeah, talk about that. a couple of years ago, we went to this event called that lady thing, which was kind of like part art installation, like interactive art activism mixed with like awesome like minded people that came and like um like shared their products or shared their nonprofits with with the people that 
showed up to this event. So Meg and I went and it was super fun. There was and a we, ball like, pit filled with boobs. There was a ball pit nice. filled with boobs. And a seesaw that cute. Meg and I participated in and we giggled so hard. <laughs> Seesaws are very <laughs> it was fun. really fun. Um, there were uh, hippies dancing in bubbles on a pool. Yes. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I forgot about that. Um, and there was like a red tent. We were like, obviously, first stop, we're going yeah. to the red tent. And there was Rachel. And we were like, oh, my gosh, this is so cool. And she kind of did her spiel. And we were like, oh, we actually have a period podcast. And Rachel said, what's the name? <laughs> and we were like, vicious cycle. And mind you, this is two years ago. Yeah, I think and we're maybe like, in season two. She was like, I love you guys. And other people oh were, yeah, other people were sitting next to us and they were like, oh my gosh. We were like, big deal. Yeah, I guess we're big deals. It was like the first time. <laughs> How did she find noticed. out about us? I think she follows us on Instagram. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. We were like, holy shit. Be our She was probably friend. like, where's the third one? Where's the one <laughs> with, know, the, right? with the low voice? <laughs> where's the one who always kicks off read my labias like in face? <laughs> <laughs> well, and what was so cool about like her setup is so we love Nixit because it's like we love the brand. It's just brightly colored and it's just like, you know, calling bullshit on all the, you know, menstrual brands that are like, you're feminine, be a lady, you know. Um, and yeah, it's very modern and chic and yeah, yeah. it's great. But all, what's cool is that at the at her station, um, she had this model of a pelvis. And so she was just constantly showing people how to put in and put out cool. the the disc. But it was like see-through. So you're like seeing how it works. But also it looked like the shortest vagina I'd ever seen in my life. Mm. And I was like, I don't think that's the length of my vagina. But you could. Interesting. You understood what the fornix was when you were oh, looking at that. that's cool. It is very cool. awesome. Let's plan to post it on social. We'll show oh, it. Yeah, that's a great idea. We'll show it on social because they have videos of on, on their Instagram. Yeah. No, I still can't really picture. Like me? I'm nodding. Like I understand the fornix. Sure. Like I'm a fornix, fornix, fornix hater. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just still like, what the fuck? Where is the cul-de-sac? Where does it? I don't get it. So are we um, in the uterus? What's happening? So should we go to the interview? Is that everything? I are think we prepped? So. Are we prepared? Are the listeners ready to hear a delightful British woman? <laughs> Rachel. Rachel, thank you so much for joining us. We're so excited um, to have you. I'm so excited. We've been wanting to have you for so long. Since, like, how long did we see each other? Was that two years or three? I, it years? was like two and a half years ago. Yeah. Okay. And I had like a huge, so like, I had that like fangirl moment where I figured out who you, who you guys were. <laughs> Do you remember? And I was like, ah! and we it, were like, People besides our parents know about us. <laughs> it was so cool. That was like our first one of those, and Meg yeah. and I were we just laid first in and the last, really. Paul Pitt. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we were like, wow, that that was like the dream. We just lived our dream that was there the dream. Just for a little bit. For for listeners listening, um, we're very excited for this episode. We are uh, talking today to Rachel Newton, founder of Nixit, the reusable menstrual product uh menstrual cup um and uh we met at the at an event in san francisco called that lady thing uh-huh yeah something like that yeah yeah and was, i mean uh... it was just a group of like-minded people who liked 
talking about lady and uterus stuff. It was awesome. Yeah, basically, I had like a red tent and people would just come in and would just chat about <laughs> periods and That's cups true. and all the things. Yeah. yeah, it was good. It was it was just as we I think we ju- we were just about to launch Nixit. Like we hadn't or we just launched. It was like very, very near the beginning. <laughs> so I'd love to like get into what brought Nixit about. What inspired you to make a reusable period product? Um, and uh, why that design? I'm, I'm so curious where it all came from. Yeah, so I was um, we were just chatting. I've got two small kids. And um, we were living um, in the Caribbean and where we were living, there, there was no recycling. So all of your trash goes to one place in the middle of the island. And like, oh. you know, you just become really aware of like all the waste that you're creating. So I'd like reduce my waste, um, like in the kitchen and, you know, all that sort of stuff. And then I started thinking about menstrual products and I kind of was thinking about menstrual cups and I knew that they were better um, for waste. Um, and when I started looking into it, um, you'll both know this anyway, but you'll use, if you're a tampon user, you'll use like 11,000 tampons in your lifetime. Um, okay. They will go to landfill. They take like 500 years to biodegrade. And I just always was uh. thinking, it's just so weird that my kids' kids, like by the time I've gone, my tampons will still be sitting somewhere. Oh, it just, yeah. I just couldn't get my head around it. And And then the more you look into like the traditional products, you're like, oh, is it good to be putting something like super absorbent in my body? Or, you know, Mm -hmm. I don't know what the ingredients are. And I really wanted to make the switch. And then Mm -hmm. I just found it all really difficult because everything that I looked into, you know how it is, is like different sizes and shapes. And it depends whether you have kids or you haven't and all these sorts of things. And living where I was living, it was really hard to get things as well. So you really, the one you buy, you want it to be like the right one because you don't want to be <laughs> ordering however many. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, I, I, uh, I came up with Nixit. It was, it was actually, I thought back to when I was at law school, a friend of mine used a diaphragm for contraception mm. and uh, she was trying to convince me to get one. Um, and then she mentioned that when she got her period, if she had her diaphragm in, sometimes she wouldn't notice. And so that's how I kind of started on that route. Um, and then we, we created this like one size fits all cup, which ends up having like, I think a lot of other benefits um, over and above like your traditional cups as well. I really sort of see them as like, I mean, our sort of disc shape, I think everyone calls it a disc now, is mm. kind of like where menstrual cups are, are going, I think. Yeah. The one size fits all is such a game changer because Meghis and I absolutely have had this issue where I have like six menstrual cups. Like I try, I like, because one, because of, you know, our position, sometimes someone would send it to us for free or I learned enough where I was like, oh, okay, if I figured this out about my vagina and where my cervix Mm -hmm. is, then this should work. And every time it's just... It, there were too many steps and I think the way I needed to interact with it and the length of my fingers just didn't work. And like the fact that Nixit, like it's kind of a one finger situation, which is kind of amazing. Yeah, I think once you kind of get comfortable just basically just shoving it in there and not really worrying <laughs> about like, do I need to twist it? Do I need to create a seal? Or like what fold should I use? Then you're like, oh, this is like so easy compared to what I'm used to. I've never been able yeah. to actually use a traditional, like I have tried, but I just I can't, I don't know why I can't create the, the seal or whatever. 
Yeah, there's different, but I always say like there's different products for different people and, you know, next it might not be right for some people and traditional cups right for others. And, you know, I just think it's so great now that we have all these options. Um, yeah, agreed. And I just, I, when I started looking into it as well, I was like, why have all these products always been like super flowery and in kind of crappy packaging and they just look really cheap and not something that you're like excited about and, so I love that you know to start like bright packaging because that's what we wanted, you know, something like super bold and bright and fun. And, yeah. um, you know, if you order it from our website, it comes wrapped in tissue paper and there's a nice little Yeah, it feels like a gift. And... You're like, ooh, yeah. what's here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's how I want yeah. people to feel. And like you want to buy something nice for yourself and make yourself feel a bit better if you can when you're having your period. I think you do such a great job of also – Showing people how to use it. You know, we we laugh all the time on this show about the tampon diagram. Who Like, I don't know who drew that diagram. Um, it would be great to interview them or put them on a stand in some, you know, court of law. Um, yeah. His name is Frank. He lives in Nebraska. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's never seen a vagina. Um, but I think you do such a great job of demystifying how to use it. Because that's, you know, when we when we saw you in person, you had like a cute little uterus. My model. Like 3D, yeah, model, 3D model. And it was yeah. so amazing just to watch you like pop the Nixit in and out. I was like, whoa. Honestly, that's probably the first time I've ever seen like a proper um, explanation of how to insert like a menstrual product. It's funny, especially was, um, live, like with a 3D model. Yeah. But it makes such a difference, I think, to see it. And I and I also really like when I'm using it to show. And actually, I as I came up here, I was like, I wonder if I should bring the model. But I was like, this is a podcast. No one's gonna, no one's gonna see this. <laughs> um, but I'm always like, damn well, audio medium. The, yeah, this is the uterus. This is your cervix. Like a, a little bit of a kind of biology lesson as well. Loads people know, but I feel like that's super lacking as well for us in kind of education generally for like what all the bits are, what they're there for, um, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So Rachel, where did you, you're from the UK, correct? Yeah. So you, that's where you went to elementary school or primary school? Yeah. So I was there for school and then my parents actually moved to the States, but I stayed in the UK. I was in a boarding school and then I, I always wanted to be a lawyer. So I stayed in the UK and did like my law degree there and stuff and then practice law. Um, yeah. And then I was a lawyer up until I had my second kid. And that's when we moved um, to the Caribbean. I was on that leave. And then, yeah, I decided I'd get into menstrual products <laughs> instead of hedge funds. <laughs> Just a real natural pivot, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. So what was that's your wild. what was your period education like as a kid? So I feel like it was probably better than others because I was at an all-girls boarding school. So we talked about periods a lot. But looking back, it's weird because we called it the curse or like on the (laughs) rag or like really derogatory terms for period, which I don't think we would do nowadays. I don't know. Maybe we would, but I I feel like I wouldn't. I agree. I feel like it sets us up to to like – make it be that you know yeah. like, I don't know if everyone's period is truly a curse to them and so you know we don't have to start there 
yeah exactly it was it was never like woohoo you've got your period you know it was like oh yes I feel like good chat between us you know the girls that I was at school with um and actually to be fair a fairly good understanding of like menstrual cycle conception when you can and can't in in general get pregnant Mm -hmm. um kind of thing that's a lot compared to what I got I mean I got next to nothing well, that's, I mean, it always makes me feel heartened to know that there are some menstruators walking around with a good education. Um, yeah. I'm like, yes, I mean, some people are doing it right. Meg, give your school credit. You did learn to be sh- ashamed of both your period and sex. So. That's true. <laughs> mm. Yeah. yeah holding did some some still going strong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's great. And so... Um, did your parents talk to? Did your parents talk to you about periods? Did they do the thing that my parents did? I have to keep my voice down because I'm at home. Um, <laughs> where they're like, Catholic school will totally teach you what you need to know, so we don't have to talk about it. But now that you do talk about periods, do you talk to your parents about periods? Yeah, all the it's time. It's weird, isn't it? Because now yeah. I talk about periods, and I said to my mum the other day, I was like, "It's so so." Obviously, she packed me off to boarding. She didn't pack me off to boarding school. That sounds really mean. I went to boarding <laughs> school. She put a pack of pads like in my trunk just in case mm. I got my period. And I remember this conversation. We were like lying in her bed and, you know, I was pretty sad that I was going off to boarding school. Mm. And she said to me, um, now, once a month, um, your country cousin may come to visit. Country cousin? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. Like, well, that is maybe my favorite so far. Yeah. I yeah. want an embroidered that. pillow with an English garden and that phrase on it. Yeah. Your country cousin, bless her. Bless yeah. her. <laughs> so, yeah. And then she went into a bit more detail. And I was like, this sounds absolutely horrific. I don't want yeah. this to happen right. ever. Right. Why? Um <laughs> Yeah, but I was like 11. I didn't know. I didn't know about it until then. I was very innocent, I think, in my youth. Wow, I'm so obsessed with that country cousin. <laughs> yeah, the country um, cousin. Yeah, I wrote yeah, it. It's funny. Is, like, eleven is old to not know. It's I mean, old. I, yeah, I, yeah. And yeah. I don't think I fully. I feel like she gave me a book on sex. Yeah, Ooh. right. It was, and it was very like. <laughs> There's you a know, thing called sex medical. Now you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes, right. it wasn't like some people do this for fun, you know. It was right. like, ugh, this sounds awful and terrible and painful. The and the only way we can have kids? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I have to know, so when, do you remember your first period? Was it at boarding school? It was a boarding school, yeah, yeah. I um, I was a bit of a late bloomer. All my friends had already had their periods mm. and had come to me for spare. We called them STs, sanitary towels, spare oh. STs. So my whole, my whole thing of STs had been used by my oh, friends. No. Oh no! <laughs> and then uh, yeah, I went to the toilet. Like, and I remember it because it was sort of cold and like it was sort of. It wasn't an outdoor toilet, but it was like in a corridor, which would be cold. And mm. I went to the toilet, pulled down my underwear, and and like. There was just so much blood, um, <gasps> so much. I was a really heavy, particularly nighttime bleeder. Like, Ugh. I don't know, the first probably like six to eight years of having a period, there would just be so much. Every, yeah. Like, 
Um, yeah, so it was really jarring because I wasn't, I didn't have any cramping or anything, nothing to indicate that like it was coming. It was coming. And then yeah. suddenly it was just there. Um, and so, yeah, just cr- like cried, to be honest. And yeah. then, um, it's so scary. Yeah. Then when, also, and, like, you're not prepared for like a lot of blood, you know, like most people really no. just get like, they see it on the toilet paper. So that's, yeah, that yeah. must have been jarring. Yeah, it was so much. And then, yeah, I went to the payphone, called my mum, like sobbing. And then she sort of, I just remember whatever she said, she made me feel better. And then I went to the mm-hmm. SAM, got some uh, towels. But I was a swimmer um, and I was swimming that afternoon, evening, whatever, for my house. And so I went, sounds like something out of Harry Potter. It really wasn't, but I went to my, like, um, like the swim captain. Uh, and I said, oh, I've just got my period. I can't, you know, swim. She was like, you're just going to have to use a tampon. Just go on with it. Like, we can't. Um, so, yeah. So then I tried to put a tampon in with my friend. I remember being in the cubicle and my friend Katrina was, like, next to me trying to, like, tell me what to do. And, like, it would not go in. Yeah. Um, so it was sort of just, like, I mean, it must have been like twenty percent in for the swim. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, you poor really baby. Like first period, <laughs> the first day. Oh. First day, and you're like trying to jab this thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and yeah. your little What's tiny baby deal? vagina. Yeah. <laughs> also, like I really, when we, you know, when we become like multimillionaires off of this podcast, I would right. love to commission a painting to hang in the MoMA of like a, a tween and their friend coaching them on how to use a tampon. Because yeah. it is art to me. It is literally like a renaissance scene <laughs> that has happened for the ages of us yeah. just like secretly being like, hey, this is a game of telephone for all menstruators. Yes. Like, <laughs> this is yeah, what my, my sister said. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. And you looking like the first time you are looking at that diagram, aren't you? That Frank drew. Yes. And you're like, yes. I don't get this. This doesn't look anything like what I'm looking at. Where yeah. is this meant to go? You're like, like, I don't think it's wrong with that. my equipment. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rachel, do you have any, are either of your children um, future menstruators? Yes, yeah. So I've got uh, I've got a little boy and a little girl, four and six. So okay. Um, yeah, we haven't had the period chat yet, but they, it's funny because they have seen like nixits, and sometimes right. you know, like we'll have them lying around, and they'll end up in their like play baskets. <laughs> You'll sort of see them like <laughs> speaking into them. Um, my daughter often uses them as like dishes in her play kitchen for like oh my know, god and amuse bouche perhaps I'm not, I'm not sure. sure what she's serving up <laughs> um, but yeah they don't they don't really yeah we haven't really gone into like exactly what it's for yeah just sure. say that like it helps people yeah so, that's like, amazing cool, cool. Um, it's soft I like it and when I first started um, I actually used to do like everything so I would process the orders and like pack the boxes and everything. And um, they would often, you know, if they were off school, they would be like coming to the post office and I'd have like my big bag of, of boxes and I'd be saying like, oh, mommy's, you know, sending her things around the world. And they're still like, they've got a funny little accent, but they're like, you send your products around the world. Oh. <laughs> That's all they know. They just go around the world. Well, world. Do, so, because we have fantasies of, for instance, you know, Kate now has brought the first pod child. Yes. Into yes. the world. 
uh, N, and oh, she sorry. is a future menstruator. Future bleeder. So, like, of course, now we're already planning the um, period party that we're going to throw for her, you know? Oh, oh yeah. 100%. I'm 100% doing it. I'm. Yes. We are going all, <laughs> yeah. I just, it's so nice to, to see it as something to celebrate because it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, and any excuse to have a cake, so. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Meg, you wanted to ask a little bit about period sex yeah well so one thing i think is very cool just about the nixit brand is that you know it's just very like honest conversation and it's like this doesn't have to be a bad thing let's like focus on the positive which i think is very cool um and obviously the sustainable aspect of it i think is crucial amazing but i think as far as i've seen this is like the only reusable menstrual product i've seen that advertises like this is it offers mess free sex and like you know there's plenty of people who I think might refrain from sex even if they're like aroused during this time because they're like ah it's a mess and it's a whole thing yeah so I just think that's like a really cool aspect of it so I was wondering when you were developing it was that something you had in mind or was it something that kind of came up naturally after the design of it yeah, I mean, it kind of came up because it sits where the diaphragm sits. Like, we knew that you could use it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, if I'm honest, like, at first I was a bit like, oh, I wonder if we should sort of be prominent about it. And then I think I've just gone, sort of got to the realisation that, like, I don't want to talk about, like, shame and taboo constantly, but we have sort of been shamed about our periods and anything to do with our periods and sex and pleasure and all these things. Yeah. And I think we're seeing a real kind of revolution now and people are beginning to really question like why we haven't focused on pleasure and why we think it's taboo and why we think period sex is gross and why we think periods are gross and all of these things and so it's uh, it's been a great moment for us because I think when we started people were like period sex right so now people are like period sex tell me more yeah tell me more Um, (laughs) yeah and also like again like if you don't want to use anything, that's totally cool. But if you do, that's cool too. And I, I'm really into like not shaming people for whatever their choices are. And I love that, that there is this choice now for people um, to, yeah, have mess-free period sex if that's what floats your boat. Absolutely. So, I think yeah. it's it's cool. I, um, I've, I may have asked this before on the pod and maybe I even got an answer, but I still don't think I know it. So it's like the, the Nixit cup is shaped similar to a diaphragm but yeah is like is the material what makes it not a contraceptive or like it's does it yeah, so tr- offer that traditionally protection? diaphragms are like fitted to you because you mm-hmm. don't want the sperm to be able to like swim around them whereas for Nixit it doesn't have to be so perfectly fitted it just needs to like catch your blood and sort of stay in place you, you can actually get like a one-size-fits-all diaphragm mm-hmm. now um <clears throat> but yeah so it sits so if you think of um the vaginal canal it sits basically at the top of the canal so mm-hmm. a normal cup sits in the canal which is obviously like where a penis right. goes for sex or whatever whatever kind of sex you're having mm-hmm. um and then the nick sits sort of at the top so it leaves your canal clear which is pretty cool i've i have seen um and maybe even one of our listeners has said that like they can have sex with their like bell-shaped cup and i'm to me, that is very surprising. Granted, I also wonder sometimes if if you have like a deep enough 
I'm pointing Can behind so, um, deep enough cervix. <laughs> so You're pointing behind. Deep. It's really far back there. <laughs> that's a deep canal. Wow, wow, wow. But you know that when you're aroused, your canal elongates. Oh, we did not know that, Rachel. <laughs> did we know that? We still have so much to learn. Whoa. It, it elongates? Yeah, Whoa. elongates. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so it so gets... Cool. Um, yeah which will say because I think a lot of people particularly like if you're familiar with your body and you've got a low cervix you're a bit like hang on my cup you know I can feel it with my finger like how on earth is is, you know this going to work but yeah which is why also after sex we're like just wait you know for an hour or two like just for things to kind of Mm. get back to yeah wild oh there you go I'm I'm, uh, pleased that uh you, today I learned that was so cool. I do know that like your your labia can get bigger and in, your like, clitoris can I get think. engorged yeah. and then your clitoris yeah. can get bigger. Love did love not language. know about the canal. <laughs> engorge. We should take back that word because usually it's only used for people with penises. But we get engorged too. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Also, that was probably like the most fun research to do. I'm just going to throw that out there. Yeah. Yeah. It was a little testing. (laughs) So this weekend, Mayhay and I uh, went to a pool town of Palm Springs. um, And I had been like, it looked like I was not going to be bleeding, which I was excited about. But I did bring um, my Nixit just in case. And then I did actually kind of start have a heavy bleed, but... It was like maybe medium, regular bleed. Um, but the day before I flew down, I started getting the um, inkling of a yeast infection. Oh, no. And so I was like, oh, I have not been in this position before where I've ever had an infection and a need for a period product. And I was like, with a u- reusable product, I'm sure, I mean, because you clean it. And like I know with regular cups, you boil mm-hmm. and... So anywho, so I was like, I don't, that now it makes me nervous to like put something in that I could potentially like infect with an infection. Is there any yeah, like best to avoid or is it easy to clean enough? So in theory, you should be like, if you boil it, it, it that should be enough. But I know that for some people that doesn't get rid of it. Yeah. Um, and then you have to buy a new one. I really want to make it work. I'm going to try it again. Um, but I really like the disc a lot. It's very comfy. Have it's you tried? Just, um, I keep having If you to put try a it. finger in and then like curl your finger away from you, I, okay. If you I'll can feel something hard, like that's your yes. pubic bone, and that's like what you untuck the disc from. So, okay. If you can feel there, then you know you're always going to be able to like get it out. I can definitely feel that. So maybe I just need to practice because I feel like. My pubic bone is maybe in a, a weird area. <laughs> the listeners and, are very well and aware. And your cervix. The it fact that gynos like... have such a hard time finding your cervix. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. And I feel like the pubic bone, people think it should be this sort of like hard thing, but it's like very fleshy. Right. I mean, I think. Mm. It's, off, it's it's covered it's in like, like flesh. It's like soft. And it's weird. It's like, um, what was somebody saying to me it was like? And I was like, yeah, it's exactly like that. Oh, your cheek. Mm. I mean, you, you know what I mean? I could see that. Oh, Interesting. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> Let's all do it. I could <laughs> see that. Like the soft kind of yes. fleshy. Yeah. 
It totally has a feel of that. Mm. I mean, probably more vagina than like pubic right. <laughs> hair. But I bet if this you touch your job, bringing up a from question there, you know? that I have, which is Rachel, have you done? Um... <laughs> I'm just looking at Meg, shoving her finger in her mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at you. When you were creating uh, Nixit, did you look into like the four different shapes of? your pubic bone is it the pubic bone meg it's yeah i think like so antiverted oh like your uterus like retroverted uterus. not uterus i think it's like the i think it's like your skeletal system so there's like plata platypoid meg you could look it up. i love this for you i think you're doing great uh basically We've been doing this for 80 episodes, and I'm still like, you know that thing that someone told me about? Um, I've, I've <laughs> just Googled platypoid, but it's just coming up with platypus. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely thought those were Meg look was up, going with it. Meg, are you looking up? Look up like four um, shapes of pubic bone. Some of the stuff that I Google is. Yep. Oh, yeah. We could get arrested. So Rachel, the story, the story is that when I was a teenager, I had an uh, OBGYN that said that I have an inverted pubic bone. Oh, you're right. There's four shapes of pubic bone. Yeah. So for years and years, I thought I had an inverted pubic bone, which is actually not a thing. Nothing. But there are four different shapes of pubic bone. And I think I have more of a rare shape. So my pubic bone is actually like platypaloid yeah i think that's the one i have i was legit just gonna call it a platypus i'm like you know the platypus size yeah um but i see what you mean so less of a sort of um uh dome or it's more flatter it's flatter so i can feel it pretty quickly and sometimes sex can be really uncomfortable because it like hits it so i have Mm. to do different um positions but that makes it like that's been kind of a journey to understand my anatomy basically and like um but if if you're saying that is actually where you tuck it in then it might actually be easier because it's definitely very accessible to me and I think the other thing about it is um from you know I speak to lots of people and and the first few times you can be a little bit nervous of sort of pushing it up um, all back and down sort of as far as you can Mm -hmm. and then when you get confident that you can take it out I mean I'm I pretty much just get it up as high as I possibly can and then it's yeah. just it's in there because it's um, just good to remind people it can't get lost it can't travel through lost. your cervix yes exactly yeah. yeah but again I think that also comes down to the sort of like educational piece that we're, like yeah. so many of us are lacking where people are like what why won't this end up in my uterus I don't you know and they, that's why I think the education piece as well as like so important and something that we're working on but yeah I think our blog could be like a lot more educational yeah I will say for people like wanting to try it out the Nixit and the the disc shape is so much less intimidating especially if you've been used to using tampons because sorry about that we're having Um, an earthquake because you can you're having an earthquake yeah what but it looks like it's not the big one, so we're good to go. <laughs> Kevin was literally just still walking around like yeah. nothing was happening. When you're walking, you don't notice, but that it was a 
That was a roller. Okay. Sorry. Wow. <laughs> I've never seen someone in a real earthquake before. There, you oh know, my God, that was the most San Francisco thing that has ever happened yeah. on this show. <laughs> it's just casually I sitting here. Like, that should be fine. I mean, I feel I like now... This- Go ahead, Mike. Like living living here so long, you just know you're like, wait it out. You you'll it'll give you a five second head start to get someplace safer if this is a big one, you know? Because most of them are just so gentle and yeah. But it's funny. Oh, yeah. I have this stand on my desk, and I noticed that. Oh, is it happening again? Maybe. Anyways, it was rocking back and forth, and I was like, that's weird, and then I moved. Do you and I need like, to get oh. to a place of safety? I don't think so. I think that's it. Oh, my God. <laughs> but let's start with crazy I... questions in case it gets crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but I was saying, because I was saying the, the Nixit is so much less intimidating because you can make it look like a tampon. Like, it's just yeah. so, much, yeah. It, yeah. so much more comfortable to insert. It's funny but, you say that because I think yeah. often when people open the box, they're like, holy smoke, how right, is that right. going to fit inside my vagina? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely not this big. I don't <laughs> <think>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god um but like i said that and it was the earthquake and meg's face was like and i was like i guess meg disagrees (laughs) controversial opinion no 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 the ground is shaking go forward (laughs) oh my gosh i can't believe we got a live earthquake there you go okay let's get to the crazy question let's throw you some crazy cues yes okay if your period were a TV or movie character, who would it be? Um, have you guys, have you watched Stranger Things? Yes. yes. You know, um, Eleven? Yeah. Because like, cause like cool. if you think about it, she was like hidden away until she was maybe Eleven? Yeah. I got my period. I don't know. And then she had like all these superpowers, which she didn't really understand but then like when I had kids I was like wow this is like amazing actually pretty cool that I can like have kids because of my period um and then after you've had kids it like goes away while you're breastfeeding and stuff Mm. um and she went into hiding yeah and she's very good at hiding I love Um, this answer I love this for you. Yeah. I love this for the listeners <laughs> listening. That is the coolest fucking period character. And she's like, Miss, she's not like understood by everyone. She's still a bit of a yeah. mystery, you know? Like yeah. everyone's still trying to figure out. And she's ever changing, you know? Like, yes. Yeah. And she it's scares the, the shit out of little cis boys. They're like, <laughs> yeah. holy yes, shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my God. <laughs> What the hell? <laughs> Which historical event best represents your period? Is it too early to say coronavirus? <laughs> so. It is not. I think it's just uh, visceral enough. Wow. <laughs> We're really learning a lot about your period. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, like, you don't want to leave your house. Mm-hmm. You don't want to touch anyone. You don't want anyone to yeah. touch you. I'm often like, yeah. get no, thank you. Don't yeah. touch me. Yes. Um, it's pretty emotional. Like, <laughs> yeah. You want it to yeah. be over. Yeah. And then when you think it's over, another wave hits. Strikes wow. again. Strikes again. 
God damn it. I feel like we've been trying to make this parallel for the last year. I'm like, there's got to be a way for us to. <laughs> yeah. Rachel's going to reopen things, put on those white pants. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Spotted again. Okay. Last question. What is your period's catchphrase? Is it too cheesy if it's mix it? No, not, not at, at all. all. I was hoping you would say that. Power play. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Love that. I was like, I hope it's Nixit's tagline. <laughs> That's amazing. This has been a delight. Absolute delight. Thanks so much for having me. It was really good fun. Oh my gosh. I if you're ever in San Francisco again, we will have to please hang let out. Us know. Yeah. I really please, want to go back to San Francisco. Any excuse. Truly, I think that's one of the best period characters we've ever heard. Eleven? It's the right age. Very powerful. The, oh, yeah. <laughs> the right age. The, the right, right age to take age over appropriate. the world. <laughs> I also haven't finished watching Stranger Things, so I don't know what happens. But I assume oh. Eleven takes over the U.S. government with her <laughs> puberty powers. Which is true, right? She gets it around puberty. Yeah. You yeah. should reach out to the Duffer Brothers to make sure that that's the track they're on. Because I like the sound of that. Maybe we Stranger should write season, season four. Let's do it. I think it's already been filmed. Give I, us a call. Damn yeah. it. Megan, why do you <laughs> so always sorry. shit on my dreams? Just I kidding. You, just kidding. You always lift up my dreams. So it's actually not true. <laughs> the amount of crazy shit. Lift up my dreams. <laughs> I texted Meg one morning and I was like, let's start a period tracker app. And she was like, what? Hey, let's talk think about it. that. And I was like, <laughs> oh I don't God. know. Just this like, is why this is what I did in the morning. <laughs> this is why in the last episode when you were mentioning period porn, <laughs> oh, yeah. and I was like, we are no, Meg. I know where this is going. <laughs> You're about to pitch too us. Far. <laughs> anyway, back to Rachel's interview, though. Yes. What a oh delight! I was. It was Such really fun delight. to listen back to that. I was bummed I wasn't there. Yeah, she's fun. She's our, fun. She's she's a period friend forever we have yeah. so many awesome period pals blood sister uh, yeah for sure yeah so many a cool blister. Blood sisters. A blister a blister wow we'll wow. workshop it we'll workshop wow. it. we will workshop that hey um before we move on uh the thing is when i think about the uniqueness to a menstrual disc the main thing i think about um is the sexual part and I just feel like we haven't, like, we we somewhat covered period sex in song thanks to Rachel Bloom sure. in our period oh, sex sure, episode. Sure, sure, sure. But I just thought, like, we could get into it some more in song. I'm I agree. always able to get into it. I agree. So when I first sat down to my keyboard. Oh, boy. And you, I'd love to think it was, like, a piano, but no, it was, like, in front of my computer. To think about oh. the <laughs> I, thought, I thought we were gonna have like, oh, that's what I like interlude. <laughs> I that was intentional. That was a little a little joke. But um I originally thought of like a classic song uh that would have gone a little something like this. Oh period sex, baby. Yes, it can be mess free. Let's talk about all the cod blood that will not float on you and me. Period <laughs> sex. Oh okay. period sex. Love that. But then I like listened to it and then I tried to like write the rap and then I pictured me rapping and just like yeah. I stopped. <laughs> I stopped. And I Got stopped it. myself. 
We've all been there. <laughs> We've all stopped. We've all stopped. We all just stopped. But I really liked all the caught blood that will not flood. I was proud of well, that. That's great. That's and great I wanted one. to share it with my friends. Um, so now, oink, um, I will play you my surprise song about <gasps> period sex. Yes. <laughs> Also, just uh, let's talk about sex. That song. I have a very distinct memory of being like seven years old and that song coming out in the car. And I was in, I was in the car with my dad and he, him just going, let's turn this off. <laughs> <laughs> let's turn this <laughs> off. <laughs> uh, let's talk about jazz. <laughs> let's talk about NPR. <laughs> Let's talk about Disney Channel Radio, which I listened to exclusively until the ninth grade. <laughs> Bless your sweetheart. Here's here's what I got. Here's what I got when it comes to period sex that you can enjoy with a menstrual disc. Here we go. It's gonna be bad. So it's gonna be great. long intro just want you to get in the mood ladies and ladies there better be a rap in this one <laughs> absolutely not hey there girl i hear you're feeling horny so am i but you're afraid some menstrual blood is gonna make me shy it's not a problem on my end but if you're gonna stress there's a quick solution that prevents a bit of mess want to feel real good but you are out of oxyclean <laughs> why not try this menstrual desk oh you know what I mean period sex no mess keep those sheets clean girl period sex We won't lay a towel down Cause mm. that disc is all up on your cervix Yeah, your hormones <laughs> got you all excited Give them what they want Making love until we drown Dig no. <laughs> Okay, let's unpack that last lyric <laughs> That implies there's gonna be a lot of case it's metaphor let's not overthink it <laughs> period sex mess free you and me fulfilling all your needs period sexy sex no drowning guarantee Wow, you should write jingles. <laughs> thank you. That was fantastic. It was so good. Well, thank you, Meg. Um, before thank we you, go, Meg. we have some phone calls. I thought we could. Oh, play. that's right. And we're doing a why I cried as well. Correct. Yeah. This is. Yeah. We're going. We're gonna go. We're gonna go a little long. We're gonna spend some time um, with y'all. Yeah. So let's play this first episode. Or this first phone call. Love it. 
My name is Leia. I'm in Los Angeles, and I'm a long-time listener. You guys are so awesome. Um, I'm currently recording. Hey. <laughs> I'm on day seven <laughs> of my now 10-day heavy-as-hell proper IUD oh, period. So over here, dropping it like it's clot. No big deal. <laughs> but I've been staying on a Diva Cup story that I've been wanting to call in about. So I... Used the Diva Cup very briefly a few years ago. Bought it, tested it out at home, was ready to go. Going to try it out for a full workday, right? So it comes to be about lunchtime, and I'm feeling like I maybe need to empty that baby out. So I go into the bathroom and prepped with the system that I tried out the night before. I sit down, it's going all right, and then I fumble it because that baby is slippery as hell <laughs> and in the process of doing that not only do I Jackson Pollock the floor and my shoes surprisingly not my pants shoes. and uh drop that sucker in the toilet uh. so I'm sitting there for a couple seconds trying to like prep myself for the fact that I'm gonna have to stick my hand into this communal work toilet in order to retrieve my diva cup stand up pants still around my ankles, blood on the floor, and my diva cup is gone. And it's at this point that I realized that this is the toilet that has been having an issue all day where it's just fully continuing to run. So it's low-grade flushing all day. So I've literally flushed $40 and my brand-new diva cup down the toilet in the first 24 hours of owning it. So that felt like... uh, (laughs) A very, uh, I don't know, you know, periods where you never know what you're going to freaking get. So, of course, I have to go into the studio and, like, tell someone immediately. But I could only use the Diva Cup for, like, a few months because I realized that I can't really pee with it in. And I was asking my gynecologist about that, and she was like, yeah. Sometimes it doesn't really work for people because it pushes too much on their bladder, so it keeps them from peeing. So I was wondering if any of you have experienced that or if any of your listeners have experienced that because I'm kind of curious. Oh, uh, one thing I forgot about the Diva Cup story is I immediately emailed Diva Cup and told them my story, and they sent me a new one. So just it. But anyways, thank you for all that you do. I'm really inspired by you and also love talking about periods all the time, obviously. I'm telling you the story, but um, yeah, I'm gonna try to keep calm and. I think you cut off. She's um, gonna bleed everywhere. She already yeah. bled everywhere. She splattered everywhere. Leia. Oh my god! So one. So we, much to unpack. We need merch that says "Drop it like it's caught." Like, yeah. Hardcore. Oh, please. That's beautiful. That's one. One. Two, one of the reasons the menstrual cup doesn't work for me is the same reason where it pinches my urethra, uh, like the tube. Mm. And so whenever I would pee with it in, it was like a trickle and it just took forever to empty my Uh, bladder. So lately when I put it in this last time I had my period, which was the first time in like 27 years it felt like um <laughs> I, I noticed it for 10 years <laughs> i noticed that like if it is like imagine like i have it in like and it's 90 degrees up and down mm-hmm. if it was like a little bit rotated 
it, it hit my bladder in a way that I don't know that it, it made me not able to pee, but it made me feel like I had to pee. Oh, interesting. And I just took it out and put it back in. And it was like probably just like a degree different. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it had to be exactly one way. So, yeah, I mean. jigger. Yeah. Fascinating. This reminds yeah. me of our dear friend Andrea who had terrible fibroids mm. and had like urinary incontinence. Is that what it is when you can't pee? Because the fibroid would would like push against your bladder yeah. in such a way. Incontinence, I think, is when you pee a when lot. You can't or not you, you can't pee. you can't hold it. You're just yes, like she, always be peeing. Right. Like okay, adult she diaper. The, she had the, the opposite. Yeah. Okay. Andrea had the opposite of that where she Right, but that's pee. fascinating. Right. Um fascinating. let us know if any of that speaks to you. Yes. Call um, in. Yeah. Also, you know, Diva Cup. Big ups to David Cup for sending a replacement. Wow. Um, Leia, thank you so much for that. Thank you for that beautiful call. We love stories. And in fact, if you have a story you want to call and tell us about, you can always reach us at 9106 uterus. 9106 uterus. Tell us how you bleed like us at 9106 uterus. Thank you. I just want to um, come okay. Here's another phone call that we just got today, I believe. Yes. And this one is a interesting. Uh, it's from a voice we don't hear very often <gasps> on our show. And that is a voice of a cis man. <gasps> oh! Hello, Vicious Cycle. It's me, Lee, from Iowa. Lee from uh, Iowa. I'm a first-time caller, long-time listener. Love the show. I just wanted to call in to let you know um, how I knew that I couldn't um, give birth to a baby. Um, as a cis man, I first learned this um, when I was probably in preschool or kindergarten, and it was when I was watching TV, uh, probably the age right before I was watching Arthur, like the best show ever. Um, but it was a PBS channel. I think it was something like like an animal show, and there was turtles laying eggs. I remember that. I was like, oh, man, like turtles can lay eggs. So can I. So <laughs> I squatted um, and tried to produce an egg. Found out that I um, just needed to go to the bathroom. Um, quickly made it to the bathroom. No, no accidents then. Um, but I realized that I couldn't give birth to a child um, at that moment. Um, so anyway, love the show um, again. It's, uh, again, first time caller, long time, I guess not listener, but listener, and I uh, appreciate it. Thank you. Oh. First of all, you're totally a listener. You're such yeah, a listener. Honorary listener. Yeah, and you don't have to bleed to be a listener. You just have to listen to our and stupid the fact that you, the fact that you even <laughs> The fact that you even attempted to lay an egg. Shows that you are in solidarity One with those of, of us. us that have. One also, also, Lee. You pooped. It's okay to admit it. You pooped. And that's I okay. had to go to the bathroom. I didn't poop. I ran to the bathroom. You pooped. I made it just in time and not in my underwear. We've all laid a lot of eggs. Um, I, I but, didn't have to bury them in the backyard. Um. Uh, but I love, like, that's such an interesting perspective of, like, you know, if you can remember when you were like, oh, I was born without the things to carry a kid, you know, like, especially if that's something that interests you as a kid and then you learn, like, I never even thought about yeah. that. And yeah. here's the thing, Freud 
Maybe Jung, ask Kevin. Kevin sure, would know. Yeah. They talk a lot about penis envy, but you know there has oh, got to be uterus envy. Womb envy yeah. for sure. There is womb envy yes. so hard. Yes. So hard. Why are men so fragile otherwise? Yes. Uh. Um, also, Lee, two questions. A, how did you become a listener? Yeah. We're how, obsessed who? with you. Yeah, this is In amazing. Iowa. In Iowa. I'm I've like, been to Iowa. I'm I called like, it I called it Wyowa. <laughs> That's okay. It was. It was. Des Moines was cool, but the rest, why? Why? Wow. Okay. My grandparents are from Iowa. Um, Your grandparents? You have grandparents in every state, Meg. Every time a state is mentioned, you claim the state. (laughs) I'm sorry. You are not from Iowa. You're not from Germany, Wales, Minnesota, Long Beach, Seal Beach. I'm sorry. Pick a place. Germany? Pick a place. Well, Pick my ans- Colorado, <laughs> my ancestors Pick picked lots of places, Kate. <laughs> well, you can't claim them all. My Lee great- is from Iowa. <laughs> my okay? great- Let Lee have Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> well, Lee, my second question was: Have you listened to our puberty episode <gasps> about mm, people assigned male at birth and? Can you relate to Can it? Can you give and us feedback? Did we get it right? Yeah. Did we get it yeah. wrong? Did you, you which video did our, you see? Yeah, you should be our resident uh male Oh my gosh. on the ground. I don't remember <laughs> if we said this in the puberty episode, but please have your boyfriends and your girlfriends and anyone that went through this type of puberty, please yes. have them call in. Tell us about your wet dreams. Tell us about your boners, yes. but not in like a creepy we're trying to get like <laughs> these stories. Lee, Lee, we don't need to hear it's about your scientific. boner. scientific. Okay, yeah. Tell us about your back knee. Tell us Ooh. about your B.O. Tell us about like, yeah. what did yeah. you learn during your class? Yeah, like Kate said, yeah, what totally. video did you watch? Are we missing a video? So thank you both for that. those calls, wow. Leah and Lee. Thank Lee, you. you're going to be our resident male. Please. So just male. <laughs> Anytime we have a question for for any cis dude, we'll be like, we're going to send that one to Lee. Lee, would you Lee, call, us call on in. Um. Cool. So let's do a why I cried. Although I'm, you know, I'm looking at our time. We might be going a little long. So if this why I cried suddenly isn't in our episode, it's because uh, it's on our Patreon. Patreon. Okay. So if it suddenly goes to the end of the episode, then you missed out and you should become a patron. Five dollars. Five dollar Patreon. Patreon. <laughs> Something Thank like that. Thank you for that. Listeners, thank you so much for joining us. We hope you learned a lot about discs and maybe it's the right fit for you. Yeah. Unintended. Give it a try. Uh, Maybe you should be a disc jockey. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Listeners, it's our final episode of the season next week. Next week. Yeah. Can you believe? believe? We're shorter and sweeter nowadays. We're in and we're out. We're zigging and zagging and jigging and jagging. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Next week is an everything is fine episode. Fine. It's so fine. Everything is fine. (laughs) So schedule your C-sections. Schedule your wisdom teeth extractions. (laughs) Schedule your breakups. Your legal mediations. (laughs) Blood work. <laughs> but but blood work, any you know, anything, anything. Road trips to family, you don't like. <laughs> We're coming at you. We're so excited. I sent a little preview to the gals today. 
it's gonna right. get theatrical. <laughs> <laughs> so join us next week for the final episode of season five. Follow us on Instagram so you can keep up with us in the off season. Join our Patreon because we already are coming up with hella fun stuff for the off season. It's gonna be video. It's gonna be audio. It's yes. gonna be things. Visual. It's gonna be. Vi- I'm pretty guaranteed not a clue a period tracking app. But you never know. <laughs> you never, never know. know. Never know. Maybe some period porn. Who can you say? Never no. <laughs> erotica. Uh, oh. That we could do. Uh, anyway, follow us on Instagram. Join our Patreon. Tag a friend. Send it to a friend, y'all. Yeah. And until next week, keep calm. And, and drop, drop it, it like, like it's hot. thegoaheadmusic.com and our Vicious Cycle logo was created by Katie Newman. Find her at katienewman.online.